So I'm going to make three broad claims in the next uh, seven minutes, and uh, we can take down into it as well. So my first broad claim is that evaluation is usually understood in a very narrow manner, especially in the public sector as well. And it's holding us back in terms of actually understanding radical change and transformation. So evaluation in the public sector serves many purposes, but in essence, we want to distinguish between the worthwhile from the worthless, want to create confidence, legitimacy, hold people and also governments account for what they do. So if we really want to make better sense of policy issues and facilitate improvements, but also render judgments about can those policy outcomes be trusted in terms of their effectiveness? And what was just mentioned as well, the role of the evaluation is to also give us insights about do we trust the actors behind those decisions in terms of their ethics and morality? And uh, do we kind of uh, have a sense of public value being created? So it really needs to be a systemic and objective level of assessment that is credible and useful to making decisions and learn from. Uh, but unfortunately, in the public sector and beyond, it's not really applied in a systematic manner, and especially connected to radical shifts and uh, transformations. So when you look at questions connected to evaluation, then two of the four questions are often looked at, but not uh, the first two that actually evaluation looks at. So evaluation, you ask, uh, should it work? So the theory of change, should AI work, for example? So should it work in those economic situations or data lottery situations? Those, uh, you know, are AI solutions, should it work in those specific contexts? And we have, can it work? So process and implementation evaluation. Uh, does it work? Impact evaluation. And is it worth it? Economic evaluation. And uh, when we're talking about the radical shifts, then uh, usually we talk about exposed, we talk about impact evaluation in that kind of uh, past tense sense, and also sometimes economic evaluation. But economic evaluation is really, really difficult because we don't have, when it's dealing with radical innovation, we don't usually record the pre-situation. Like how much did it cost before? Or how much actually how to record something that didn't exist. So if artificial intelligence creates new kind of markets, new services, how do we say it costs too much or too little to actually implement if we don't have an example situation? But most of all, what we don't see happening is evaluation around theory of change, should it work, eventually can it work as well in the public sector context. So current forms of evaluation, my second claim, are not uh, really responding well to radical innovation. That comes to us more to us country claims in the beginning as well from the large shifts. It is really connected to Coleridge's dilemma. Innovations can be understood backwards, but they have to be developed forward. So it's known as the kind of the fussy front ends of doing things. So public sector and governments tend to do technology assessment, but it's usually piecemeal and it's not in kind of a systematic manner. We have some exceptions connected to kind of nanotechnology uh, and uh, now also AI, when we have observatories, OECD has also set up an observatory, but we don't really do systematic evaluations about uh, how the technology really is uh, evolving. So usually snapshots, case study based, uh, cross-sectional evaluations, but not really systematic evaluation of radical change in terms of evaluating from the proc view, in terms of specific algorithms, 
we are changing things and also looking at it from a helicopter view of how does it actually change our society? Uh, can we read maps anymore? What does it actually mean? So this is really, really missing. And just put it in the context, knowledge management systems in public sector and governments are nascent at best. So I'm really talking about the tall order that we have a systematic evaluation across uh, the public sector as well. Tall order, but it doesn't exist, but it should. And furthermore, we usually, when evaluation happens and kind of the learning happens from it, we usually divorce risks out of it. So singular risks connected to AI otherwise, but we really don't know how to take uncertainty on board into decision-making. So we have looked at this, and we looked at this in Finland recently in connection to climate change and net zero decisions and investments as well, that there are models out there that uh, allow fiscal planning and a kind of connection of uncertainty, qualitative and foresight-based methods to create new types of evidence about the kind of uncertain effects and how to take that into account in fiscal planning. However, the bias of the planners themselves means that usually this data is discounted. We don't actually value this data or we say, well, I mean, uh, this is uncertain at best. Can you give me risk? Can you calculate risk? I think that there's a really, really big problem about making kind of risk claims, so calculate risk claims connected to really deep uncertainty, where we should actually visit threats or decisions in a different way. It uh, already pre-chooses options about where technological development, for example, is going. And it really limits our ability to pre-see uh, where technology is going as well. And last but not least, in the last minute and a half, the claim number three, that new forms of technology are actually shifting accountability in the public sector itself. So we are not only talking about uh, evaluating change, but also the technology is changing how we do evaluation itself. So, of course, we have Canadian, French, UK, US uh, counterparts and also uh, national audit offices that, you know, have given guidance on accountability for public algorithms or transparency standards or created frameworks for uh, artificial intelligence and uh, all sorts of these things as well. But those agencies are also using algorithms and data science themselves to hold others accountable. And that's what I was also kind of hinting at is that kind of this new market is emerging where technology is also used to select out the kind of the risky areas. And of course, one of the first areas where this is emerging is, of course, uh, public procurement, because, you know, government is spending the most money it's in Ukraine or Brazil. You have already algorithms and analytics in place that identify procurement risks and alert auditors. So there's also kind of a circular uh, logic going on that who is actually going to look at those algorithms that look for those risks themselves and what is actually going to get audited is going to be or supervised is going to be determined at some point at least in some areas by algorithms themselves where there's a lot of data already digitalized and of course what gets measured gets done so some areas become more important in terms of, as was referred to in the beginning, bicycle thefts or not recorded bicycle thefts, uh, then we're going to see a shift in those as well. So evaluation uh, being really, really needed, but the models actually are lacking in the public sector and the systematic view as well.